0: Hello you guys, my name is Bianca Wright, your hostess with the mostest, and I am the creator and founder of A Set Apart Generation podcast. I'm a writer, I'm a poet, I'm an author, and today we are going to discuss relationship over religion, okay? What does that look like? What does that sound like? And I want to also give you some pointers and ways you can add that relational component to your walk with Christ. So before I jump into today's topic, I want to go ahead and plug my book, Receiving Your Healing. All right. Yay. It is my life testimony with overcoming childhood trauma, rape, abuse, living in a system, foster care system. I grew up in Detroit, Michigan. So if you are someone who's experienced that, are going through that or experiencing that with your Current circumstances, I definitely encourage you to check the book out. It is available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. It's called Receiving Your Healing. It's also available on my website, niyakawright.com. Let's go check it out. So, relationship over religion that is our topic today. All right. A relationship is a deep connection between two people. You can have a relational connection with a friend. And you also, of course, have that in a marriage and a relationship. So the Bible does let us know that a friend can't stick closer than a brother. We see that with um, David and Jonathan. You can read about that in Samuel, 1 Samuel, the story of David. The Bible says they became one. They had a very deep connection. And even though his father Saul wanted to, um, you know, that's another story and topic, wanted to destroy you know, David, because of his jealousy and his, you know, own personal things that he was dealing with. His son loved him and they became one. And Jonathan looked out for him all, I mean, pretty much throughout his walk until he couldn't anymore. So I want to just let you know that that is also a component of your relationship, having a relationship with Christ. He is your friend, all right? He wants to become one with you. And just how you would handle your friendships, you would call them and talk about things you would vent to, you would cry to. You get what I'm saying? That's what Christ yearns to have with us, that closeness, that deepness. So let me give you some examples of what that looks like. Let's say you're having a bad day. It'll be so easy to pick up the phone and call your girlfriend and tell her, hey, look, okay, Like like David wanted to call Jonathan. If they have wounds back then, but you know, they had their ways <laughs> and say, look, saw your dad is getting on my nerve. All right. He's, he's trying to kill me," <laughs> Or you want to, you know, a modern day that was sound like, girl, look, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what the kids are doing. God wants you to have that connection, sit before him and talk to him as a friend. All right. He wants you to say, look, this is what I'm dealing with this is where my heart is broken this is the area of frustration in my life all right that's what god wants to have with us so you can practice that by just sitting before him not all the time do we have to follow a formula with god not all the time does your experience in moments with him have to just be prayer and worship that's beautiful that's beautiful however have you sat before God and just talked with him you know worship um you know he wants us to worship in spirit and truth worship another synonym for worship is adoration you get what I'm saying he wants us to sit in his presence and he gets the adoration when you talk to him when you trust him with that friendship all right I am learning to trust God with all the components of my personality. And I know that sounds funny, <laughs> but I'm talking about like the most deep and passionate feelings that I have, anger. I'll tell God, listen, I'm angry. That just pissed me off. Sorry, you know, if that's you know a little too straightforward, but I will tell God, this is what's hurting me. I will break down and cry and let him know this is what I'm feeling. All right? As God is moving and changing and shifting things things in my life, the more I'm learning to be his friend and really feeling it in my heart. I less feel the need to gossip. I less feel the need to be in conversations that slanders others. Oh, Okay. Let me just go the other way. You are not the person to talk to. I'm learning to let's be in the environment where the group topic is other people's business. Because I know that my father having a friendship with me, that would break his heart. All right. I keep those deep, passionate and You know, and I'm learning to be a lot more quiet about, you know, things that I even feel on because, you know, God tells us to guard our heart and I'm learning to, you know, be a lot more wise about the things that I share with others. But when I decided to embrace my father as my friend, that stuff no longer was important. Gossip didn't matter. Other people, business didn't matter. I minded the business that paid me big time, okay? As he tells us to do. Your hands, your work. I definitely pay attention to what's in front of me and I keep my focus on him, all right? And that's a relationship. That's having that friendship with God and it can look totally different in everyone. But I will let you know a friendship with God will clean up the friendship and the activities and conversations around you just by default. All right. Just by default. I can't remember the last time I, I you know, caught somebody with a a, a a true intention to just slander and tell their business. Okay. Um, I, the, the, the desire to be messy is not there. It is not there. My conversations with my father create that foundation with my friendships, okay? I'm softer, I'm sweet, I'm gentle, and that's because I give that to God. My deep feelings, I give to him. He's okay. We're human. He knows our genetic makeup, you know, that serenity prayer. He knows what we're dealing with. He knows what our triggers are, so of course give that to him talk to him about it he yearns for that he yearns to become one with you in that friendship all right so I hope that helps you give an l- idea of how to have a friendship with God and in and, and grow that relationship in that area in your life I had said before when I was a lukewarm two-time and backstop that's back, back can't even get it out 2 and backsliding Christian, I would tell God, okay, you can be God of this, but not that, all right? I was very much so religious, all right? I didn't experience God in a relationship, so God could be my God in this area, but not that area, but he loved us. He loved us so much. He loves us so much. God still gave. He still provided. He still blessed. You know, think about a relationship and, you know, a person you love them so much and even a piece of them is like, you'll accept it, okay? Because you love this person so much. Think about your child, all right? You know they're struggling with something. You know that, you know, they're having some shortcomings or, you know, you know their weakness, but you're still patient with them. All right, that's how God was with me before. He knew the capacity of the love that I could give him. So he stayed patient with me. Not saying you should be that way with relationships, okay? Sometimes women, okay, we have more patience than God ever will, okay? (laughs) But he loves us so much. And I thank him when I talk to him. I, I say, thank you, God, for being patient with me. For not giving up on me, for knowing the capacity of the love I could have for you and still just seeing me through those years, those moments until I mature as a mother and a father would their child, all right? So moving along, I want to discuss relationship concerning um, marriages And how that would look when you transfer that over into your walk with Christ. The Bible does let us know a man will cling to his wife and become one flesh. This is another area I had to give to God. The marriage aspect because friendship is, I would say, emotions Uh, it's just more my thoughts. It's just kicking it with God, so to speak. You know, I've heard some people refer to God as, you know, they have their little thing with God and we're all unique. You know, what I refer to God, I I call Jesus my sweet Jesus. You know what I'm saying? My obsessed. I, when I want to, you know, get pumped up in God, I say, this is my God. You know what I'm saying? My God said, ask me a hard thing. You know what I'm saying? So I just adore him a different way. so that friendship you know how you would pump up your friends with your emotions and stuff like that but sometimes your friends don't get to see you in that marriage or in that relationship you know aspect because that's for the person you pretty much share majority of your life with and that is a marriage God said he is married to the backslider and I want to show you and give some examples how you can open up that area and grow deeper with God concerning the marriage or the marital aspect of your relationship for me what that looked like was giving over not only my emotions minds and thoughts because I know God is reading my thoughts I know he knows my heart but I'm talking about my body all right knowing that how I'm moving, walking, talking is a representation of him. Ooh, ain't that deep? Just think about it. Thinking one thing I didn't know how when I was a toxic woman in the world, I didn't understand that. Who I am dating, I am representing in the world. Okay? How I am talking and entertaining the opposite gender has a lot to do with You know, it it shows the respect I have for my, my, my mate. Okay. And I was so selfish. I was so narcissistic. I was so insecure. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even like, what? It's just social media. You know, it's just this. It's just a text. God ain't playing about you. God wants to be number one. Okay. That's concerning your body. It is a beauty now within me that shines from the inside out. Now, God didn't make no mistakes with me, okay? You guys need to read some of the Psalms of Solomon because beautiful women and and God get a lot of slack just because they're beautiful. However, this beauty that I have radiates from the inside out and I've fought to get here, okay? As stated previously, I was a molested child. So you can just imagine the self-confidence and self-worth the little or lack thereof I had of it. But now God is the overseer of this temple. All right. You can't just, you can't just come and, you know, be in my life and handle me a certain way. Okay. That's just not what's that's, that's a disrespect to my creator. All right. Let's talk about the things you speak. All right. Knowing how you talk, just just think about this. You are married to God. Your words is a reflection of him. And I'm learning this heavy in this season. All right? I'm learning this. I used to be very much so, I've, like I said before, I've always been real good with, because I'm a writer, I'm an author, I, I'm a poet. So words just come naturally to me. But baby, curse words, I had it. Yeah, okay, and I ain't going to front. I still fall short. You know, you may cut me off on the road, see me on the wrong day. You get what I'm saying? However, I must understand that my words is a representation of my God, even in anger. That's a marriage. That's a relationship. I want you to understand that having a relationship with God and coming one flesh in a marriage Definitely has to do with you surrendering it all to him. Surrendering what you wear. Surrendering how you, you know, go forth in all emotion. I'm just going to give a, li- be a, little, bit, a little bit of transparency here. One thing I had a hard time releasing to God was my anger, baby. Ooh, stuff I w- I came a long way. I came a long way and I must understand the friendship part of that is telling God, hey God, this makes me angry. This hurts me. I am hurt. I am vulnerable right now in this moment. But guess what? His grace is sufficient in my weakness, okay? And as far as a marriage standpoint, I am angry on being tested at this moment. I'm going to smile. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to turn the other cheek. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go cool down real quick. You hear what I'm saying? Because how I respond in this moment is a representation of the work me and my father in heaven is doing. All right? And trust me, I fall short. There are some deep-rooted things that is in all of us that we must give to God and allow him to work through. Trust me, listen, you don't have to be perfect, but that's why our relationship is is very much so needed in the body of Christ because relationships, uh, the relationship you have with God shows honesty. God can't deal with you if you ain't honest. God can't deal with you if you, if you're sitting here and you know you a mess and you ain't telling him you a mess. He's looking at you like this. Are you going to dress an elephant in the room or not? <laughs> Are you going to be honest with me, Doran? Let me know that there is something going on here or not. Okay, God is a gentleman. He's not going to force it on you. He knows that he will make things perfect in his timing. So keep that relationship, all right? Just like you're accountable in your friendships and marriages. God wants you accountable, all right? He can't fix and heal what you don't want to bring to the surface. And when the time comes, it will be healed, okay? Um, That relationship and that walk will take you way more further than religion. takes me into breaking down religion. Religion to me is like a set of practices and beliefs and traditions followed by a group or individuals. Now, I identify as Christian, of course. However, I am not religious, all right? And I am not religious because religious most of the time people are looking at man when it comes to religion and in relationship you're looking to God all right and in relationship it looks different you notice how everybody relationship is different there is a foundation they have of course if they're rooted in godly principles that God wants us to follow of course man love your wife as Christ has loved the church and women, we are to be submissive to our husbands and love and respect him and honor him, of course, and be of good representation of him and our family. However, religion, if you move that over religion, people try to paint their experiences, their life, their, you know, beliefs onto you. And what works for you may not work for me. What you experienced may not be my experience. We all come from different walks of life. And I feel like religion bounds us. It constrains us and it boosts man's ego and pride. That's why there's a lot of false uh, doctrine and there's a lot of idolatry. There's a lot of people turning away from God because religion. We have been so lukewarm for so long because of religion. And this is something God had to really show me. I had to really understand that how you, this is the marriage part, how you present yourself. You are being the example for me in this world. I say to myself, when I'm, when I'm calling down darkness, I am an ambassador of heaven, baby. Check my stats. All right. <laughs> I'm ambassador of heaven. When you are in marriage, you are an extension of your husband. When you are in a friendship, you are in relation with them. What you speak about them matters. How you talk about them matters. That's why you can't. God don't want no lukewarm Christian. I want a no lukewarm friendship. All right? I would rather you, like God said, you're going to be this way or that way, or I'm going to spit you out. you only be my friend or enemy. Ain't no friend of me all that stuff that they practice in the world, keep your friends close and your enemies close and the friend of the enemy of my friend, my friend and this and this is my friend. No, you've seen what happened with Judas, okay? We'll talk about that too. However, religion puts you in a lukewarm state. There's so much gray area because you're not experiencing God in your own truth, in your own You know what I'm saying? Knowledge. Let's not do that anymore. With my daughter, we talk about God and having an experience with him. We talk about praying. You know, we talk about what God hates. We talk about the fruits of the spirit just so she can understand and get examples of what that is. And I'm not leaving it to the church to, you know, be the, um, not to say that's a bad thing because I look at church as the emergency room. You know, people need stuff and they are in a space where they need God's hospital. So they go and get what they need, get built up, grow, you know what I'm saying? Get a community, learn who they are in God, and then go and create more disciples. However, when I'm talking about what I am teaching God and teaching my daughter about God, ministry starts at home ministry starts at home i want my daughter to experience god and i always pray god have let her have an experience with you and that's my daughter getting older so crazy i am starting to see a lot of my gifts in her she's a dreamer like me and i'm just like wow you know what i'm saying you know she's very i, I see her you know god is just pulling out different things and he's showing me and he answered my prayers that's what i said be careful what you pray for concerning your children Listen, prayers of the righteous, if there was much, and baby, <laughs> God didn't play, okay? And I love that. I love that. He kept his promise. Just going back to religious or religion, you know, it keeps you in a box. And most of the time, people are doing and copying and pasting things from other people's life on their lives, and they're not even experiencing God. They're showing it. They're not even opening up their heart to God because They are living through somebody else's experience concerning God, you know, and that happens a lot um, in the beginning as she, of course, you have to be shepherd and, um, you know, you're just learning God and, you know, trying to figure out what your personality is, who's your identity, what your identity is in Christ and your gifts, your talents and everything that God has blessed you with. But I want you to understand if you are a babe in Christ, keep your focus on him and his word holy spirit will teach you all things and god will bring those destiny helpers god will bring those jonathans you know as he was a friend to david to help you through those trials and you know another thing too this is just a special wise point do you know when god brings people in your life sometimes they only serve a purpose they may not be the best best friend, the long, long, long friend. They may just serve a purpose, and that's okay. I've seen myself, you know, just being a very friendly person that I am. I'm like, oh, that's my friend, you know what I'm saying? And, oh, but no, they're Indian. I'm like, oh, no, they're they're not my friend no more. And, and what happened, God? You were only supposed to give them this. I didn't tell you to, you know, be besties with them. I didn't tell you to do this. You were only supposed to receive this. And they were only supposed to receive this from you. And you were only supposed to receive that from them. So always ask God to, you know, reveal to you those people and connections. keep bringing your life and what you are to receive from them, especially if you are a babe in Christ, all right, and still learning and still breaking from religion and learning relationship, okay? How you love God and how he loves us. Well, let's say how he loves us because, you know, we still are learning what true love is. How does that look? How does that sound? Let that be the blueprint to how you handle the people that God has blessed or put in your life. Whether it be you are to give them something and have to go on about that way, or rather God has blessed you with a husband, a wife, a friend, a ministry, let you handle it with the same love and tenderness and care and um, attention and detail like he does you don't accept the bare minimum ever if you are if people are lovers of god and they're giving you the bare minimum that ain't your tribe, okay i am learning to let that honesty that that tenderness, that purity, that sweetness twinkle over in all my relationships around me, okay? And if I discern and you show me that you are not the same, then of course I'm gonna be respectful, um, but I'm gonna keep my distance. I'm gonna guard my heart. never wanna, you know, I'm not gonna cast my uh, pearls before swine, okay? all right so even though people may come into your life and they may not have the same love that you have still be respectful right but those you share life with let God's love be the blueprint to how you handle them love needs to be forgiven okay repent to them when you are wrong say you are sorry you know what I'm saying and if you are um at the place in my life where you are purposely doing things to people and I am purposely you know communicate with you and reaching out to you letting you know that I sent something is off and you are no, and still going forth you are not my tribe and I am not your tribe love and honest friendship is accountability it is the same love and honesty and tenderness God gives us let that resonate with you and let that be the blueprint to how you handle and and you know be a light to those around you all right people are more so inclined to convert to Christianity based off of just just the face of how you act that's why you have to be careful how you present yourself being a representation of God all right people are like wait yeah this this person is sweet. They honestly ain't in no drama. You know what I'm saying? Every time I gossip, they ain't gossiping. You know what I'm saying? When they wrong or fall short, they they pretty straightforward about it. You know what I'm saying? They ain't trying to really, you know, be in no mess. me. They going you gonna be interesting. You're gonna be like, they gonna watch you. They're gonna be intrigued. Boom, boom. God's pulling on their heart. God is dealing with them. You're you're drawing them in. They may not know. They may, you know, and the enemy may trick them over a little bit. They may become an enemy for a little bit because, you know, let's just be real. This We live in a world where genuineness is, is far few and in between. Honesty is far few and in between. Accountability is far few and in between. So that's why it's very important to, you know, maintain God's love and let that spill over in every area of your life okay with how you deal with people even at work right at the doctor's office at the red light like i said before god is working on me baby i live in texas something different about these texas diff drivers built different all right and i'm gonna all right. but i'm gonna give it to god all right his grace is sufficient <laughs> so i hope you guys enjoyed the episode today next week i am going to discuss what is being set apart okay how is being set apart important for just let, letting your life be the evangelist for you does that make sense why being set apart is so 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 important when being a follower and believer of god be in this world but not of this world Till next time i'm out